0: Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering, delivering made-from-scratch hot meals and individual boxed lunches for fast distribution to offices, warehouses, and factories, even on nights and weekends. Details are at grandmascatering.com.
1: This is Kansas City Today. I'm Jody Fortino in for Nominia Giudine. Today is Tuesday, November 22nd. Coming up. Tens of millions of bison used to roam North America, and reintroducing them to the landscape benefits much more than just bison. Spring peepers, frogs, uh, uh, dragonfly nymphs, aquatic insects, We'll also hear about a massive bill up for renewal next year that will cover a wide range of matters, from food stamps to insurance for farmers. But first, some headlines. The Kansas City, Kansas Police Department will form a team to review all 155 cases involving a former detective who faces federal criminal charges. The Midwest Newsroom's Steve Vockrott has the story.
0: Kansas City Kansas Police Chief Carl Oakman said Monday that the alleged crimes committed on the job by Roger Golubski prompted what figures to be a lengthy reexamination of cases he investigated while he was a detective. Golubski faces federal charges alleging he raped and kidnapped women as well as helped protect members of a sex trafficking operation.
1: Based on these charges, Golubski's tenure in law enforcement was a moral, ethical, and legal failure.
0: Any issues spotted with Golubski's police work will be sent to the FBI and the Wyandotte County District Attorney. The initial review will take up to two years.
1: You can hear more about Golubski's case on the KCUR Studios podcast, Overlooked. In the aftermath of a shooting at a Colorado Springs queer club, one Kansas City club hopes to provide support to the victims and maintain a safe place for its own patrons. KCUR Savannah Holly Bates reports. After a gunman opened fire inside a Colorado Springs LGBTQ nightclub, Kansas City queer spaces are working to help the victims and keep their patrons safe. At Missy B's, one of Kansas City's oldest gay bars and nightclubs, manager Jen Allen says they plan to put on a benefit for the victims and their families.
0: Well, after something like this, there's always sadness and and that sort of thing, but in the end, we seem to come out stronger and even more of a community.
1: The fundraiser will take place at Missy B's on Sunday. The bar will donate $1 for every drink purchased. Allen also said the bar is a safe place for people to get support. Legalized sports gambling has generated barely $270,000 from the $350 million that Kansans have spent placing bets. David Condos of the Kansas News Service reports.
2: A report from the New York Times says the low tax revenues stem from the gambling industry pouring money into lobbying Kansas state legislators. The newspaper reports that led to a provision that lets casinos write off the money they spent on promotions, such as offering new users free bets. State Representative Pat Proctor, a Fort Leavenworth Republican who voted against the legislation that made sports betting legal, says it's been a bad deal for Kansans.
0: Even if we decide we are going to make tax dollars on the back of people's hardship and struggles
2: with addiction, we're not getting any tax money from this. The report also says that none of the tax revenue Kansas has brought in so far has gone toward programs to prevent gambling addiction.
1: Bringing bison back to the prairie transforms the landscape in ways that may well make it more resilient against climate change and benefit other wildlife. Celia Yopis-Jepson of the Kansas News Service reports on a rare three-decade study by scientists at Kansas State University.
2: If you have an image in your mind of what the prairie looks like, it might be a kind of ocean of swaying grass. And that's exactly what I saw when John Blair, a biologist at Kansas State University, drove me down a dirt road in the Flint Hills near Manhattan. Well, it's what I saw to my right. To my left, the prairie looked totally different. The sheer variety of plants was striking.
1: And if you look across the road, we have one side of the road that is not grazed and another side that is grazed.
2: Grazed by bison. Giants that can weigh up to a ton and pack away 30 pounds of grass a day. They're a boon to biodiversity, making room for legions of wildflowers that they don't eat magnets for bees and butterflies.
1: In the fall, for example, when the monarchs move through here, there'll be hundreds to thousands of them out here as they move south on their migration.
2: Fences on the Konza Prairie Biological Station control where the bison can go and where they can't, so that K-State scientists can study their effects. The number of plant species in grazed plots has doubled. John Blair—he directs this research station—continued my tour. We saw lots of buffalo-sized ponds, or, or puddles, really. They're called bison wallows. Bison roll on the ground, and over time, they leave indentations that fill up when it rains. This supports other critters.
1: Yeah, spring peepers, frogs, uh, uh, dragonfly nymphs, aquatic insects will live in these.
2: So okay, you get more plant species when bison are around. What's the big deal? Biology professor Zach Radizak is one of the study's authors, and he says climate change is the big deal.
0: The projections are that we're probably going to have more intense droughts. It also looks like we might have more periods of very high rainfall in between those droughts. And it's difficult to predict what kind of organisms can cope with this new form of variation.
2: Some plants are not going to fare well, but in richly diverse grasslands, like where K-State's bison live, maybe Other species will expand to fill the gap and shore up the food chain. By having a
0: broader portfolio, the chance that we have one of these winning species in the future gets higher.
2: North America once supported tens of millions of bison. Settlers and their descendants nearly drove them extinct and replaced them with barbed wire and cattle. Cattle are related, but they act differently and may eat more of those wildflower plants that the bison ignore. So the K-State study found that putting cattle on prairie grass boosted plant diversity, but not half as much as bison did. Now. K-State scientists are not saying you should eat bison instead of beef, but this person is.
0: Yes. At this moment in history, buy bison meat 100 percent.
2: Joseph Gazing-Wolf helps direct the Tallgrass Prairie Preserve, where 2,300 bison live. It's on the Osage Nation Reservation in Oklahoma. He says climate change is here, and it's too urgent not to act.
0: At this point, it would be very important for us to incentivize the switch from the cattle industry to a native food source, right? Which in this case would be bison.
2: Gazing wolf is quick to add a caveat.
0: We have to be careful in saying, just reintroduce bison and then everything will be fine, right? Um, Because then you'll have a bison industry that takes off and becomes incredibly environmentally destructive. If I overgraze with my bison, it doesn't matter that they're bison. It's still poor management.
2: But compared to beef, bison meat remains a niche market, a tiny sliver of what Americans eat. So some groups like the Nature Conservancy, which owns the Tallgrass Prairie Preserve where gazing wolf works, are working with cattle ranchers to try to get smarter about grazing the prairie and hopefully boost the biodiversity benefits of their herds. For the Kansas News Service, I'm Celia Yopis-Jepson in Manhattan.
1: The Kansas News Service reports on health, the many factors that influence it, and their connection to public policy. The Congress that takes office next year will feature a Senate with a narrow Democratic majority and a House with a Republican majority. One of the biggest items the divided Congress will have to address is the Farm Bill. As Harvest Public Media's Jonathan All reports, what's not clear is how that split in control will affect the wide-ranging legislation.
0: On a cold, windy morning right before the midterm elections, shoppers at the Farmers Market in Rolla, Missouri were perusing meats, vegetables, and other products. They care about their food and where it comes from. Shopper Phyllis Mayer says she knows the Farm Bill is important, but that's about where her knowledge ends.
2: And I try and keep up on things, but I don't even know what's all in the Farm Bill.
0: Susan Rassman also says the Farm Bill is important, but adds it shouldn't matter what party someone's in when it comes to food.
1: I think we have good candidates on both sides. They just aren't, I think, really coming forward because of such
2: polarization.
0: As partisan and divided as Congress is, the Farm Bill may still be neutral ground.
2: The Farm Bill is almost unique in recent history as being a bill that typically has uh, supporters from both parties and opponents from both parties.
0: Pat Westoff leads agricultural research policy at the University of Missouri. He says even with a clear lack of partisanship, there will be many disputes over the Farm Bill and its spending that could reach more than a half a trillion dollars. The biggest portion of the Farm Bill, more than 75 percent of total dollars spent, is on the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. Ellen Vollinger is the SNAP director for the Food Research and Action Center, a nonpartisan group that advocates for food programs. She says making sure people have enough to eat isn't and shouldn't be a partisan issue. Benefits are going to average about $6 a person a day for SNAP. So it's not a program that provides uh, really sufficient food purchasing power for people to be able to afford a reasonably decent diet um, on a sustained basis. Vollinger says her group is going to lobby hard for the new farm bill to increase the level of benefits and make sure they are accessible to everyone who qualifies. For farmers, the big issue will be crop protection programs, things like crop insurance subsidies and price protections. Westhoff of the University of Missouri, says there will be added pressure from farmers to bolster those programs because of inflation and supply chain problems.
2: So the current high prices we're experiencing, higher costs we're experiencing right now, will only be reflected in, in support for the, uh, for producers. Uh, so we, we have a, a period right now of very, very low support uh, to, to the farm sector coming from basic commodity programs.
0: Just as the farm bill is up for renewal, Westhoff says farmers are hurting because current government support programs for farmers haven't caught up with inflation and market issues caused by the Russian invasion of Ukraine. That's likely to be a top priority for agriculture interests. Climate change is one area that may be affected by party affiliation. Democrats tend to be more open to such legislation than Republicans. Ricardo Salvador is the director of the Food and Environment Program with the Union of Concerned Scientists.
2: The Farm Bill hasn't touched issues of climate change since
0: the 1990s. Salvador says as shocking as that may be, his organization is optimistic about getting environmental provisions in the upcoming legislation.
2: In the 21st century, we just cannot afford to have federal legislation on agriculture that doesn't recognize the reality of climate change. And more importantly, the fact that agriculture both causes important greenhouse gas emissions and can help us mitigate uh,
0: greenhouse gas emissions. Salvador says things are changing rapidly in the U.S. For example, farmers who were among the most ardent climate change deniers have come around and are among the groups looking to promote new practices to decrease greenhouse gases. While congressional committees have been meeting to discuss the Farm Bill throughout the year, the new Congress will convene January 3rd, and it could take them most of 2023 to pass the Mammoth legislation. I'm Jonathan All, Harvest Public Media.
1: Harvest Public Media is a collaboration of public media newsrooms in the Midwest and Great Plains, including KCUR. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Jody Fortino. This podcast is produced by Byron Love and KCUR Studios and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. To read Steve's story about an internal review of Golubski's cases, visit KCUR.org, where you can find more local news from Kansas City's NPR station. Thanks for listening. You listen to Kansas City Today every day because we're your local, reliable news source. You take us seriously, but now it's time to have some fun. Join us at our annual benefit, Radioactive, on June 14th. NPR's All Things Considered host, Ari Shapiro, is the featured guest at this party, and it's gonna be bumpin'. You gotta be there. Sponsorship packages and ticket information are available at kcur.org radioactive.